hears you. Episode 11, name tag. shining down like a benevolent god and all the dirt is freshly packed it won't be a fine garden but it will be a garden and that's more than we ever thought we'd have it'll be more than when i asked her to marry me and i owned nothing more than a cargo van it'll be more than when we got our first apartment that was barely big enough for the two of us it'll be more than the house we live in now the one that was once so run down but isn't anymore. It'll be a step in the right direction for us, and a proper apology for the man I am and the man I've become. Karen will be proud when she sees it, the ground and the greens that will sprout. She's always wanted a garden ever since we moved in, and things didn't work out quite the way we intended. She called it a sanctuary back then, but the radishes are sprouting now, and I like to think she'll call it a home. There are birds in the orange tree, and they flicker past leaves as if they're winking in and out of existence. Karen would smile at that and note the dichotomy, but she's not here, and I've never liked birds. A clump of dirt breaks apart the sky, and when I close my eyes I can almost believe that the dust raining down is feathers, even though their owners have long since taken flight. There's dirt stuck in my shoes, so I take them off before going inside and I laugh at the hammer in my hand. A spade would have been so much easier, but I'm not much of a gardener, so I don't know such simple things. And yet the garden looks right, and so much like happiness, so I guess that's what's important. She'll love it, she'll have her home, her sanctuary, and when she has those things, the pursuit of happiness will be what she's never thought it could be for these 15 years. It'll be attainable. I know what she means when she says she chose the wrong life, of course, I've always known, and she knows that. I'm, I'm not a happy man, not even as I walk inside and call out to her through a throat filled with dirt and pride. She says something I can't understand and I laugh at the thought of the arguments we always ran into because one of us mumbled. We'd laugh about this one too, or we would try, because we couldn't laugh long and we couldn't laugh loud. The reason was so simple and yet so easy to forget. That's what happens when reality comes fast and never leaves. It just is, and it never becomes was. No matter what we do or how quietly we speak, they hear us, and they try to get in. I can hear the ghosts tapping on the windows and the doors. They're always there, and I bolt the door and lock it too. Karen sees them, even though she didn't until recently, because you can only see them out of the corner of your eye, and their whispers only creep through the vents and the gaps in the siding. 
She didn't believe me at first, and she wouldn't hide when the time came, but in time she did. She had to. She understood that we were in danger, and when I hid in one corner, she hid in the other because, because that's love. That's why I want her to have her sanctuary. That's why I want it all to be alright. Everyone says I'm crazy, but I can hear them. I can see them too. They said they were in my head, but were they? Could I be so wrong for so long? Uh, of course not. My, I'm Henry Thurman. My friends call me Hank. I once lived in the same house all my life, both before my parents died and long after, up until I had to leave in a van, only to one day come back with a family in tow. The address is 325 West Arbor Avenue. My, my mind isn't going, it's just not. I remember everything, and I can see the world like I never could before. Those are good things. They're positives. I'm not insane if I remember everything that I once knew. I'm... I'm me. I'm alive. I'm not crazy. I, I, I wouldn't do that to myself. Not now. Not, I, I have a family. I can see them in the other room and they keep looking at me. They won't stop. They haven't in what seems like a lifetime. They, they matter to me and I like their eyes so I don't say anything. I would never say anything. They're my angels. They brought me out of one hell. They can bring me out of another and why wouldn't they? I, I love them. They'd never leave me behind. Not when they can take my hand and pull me to the next stop. And not when they're all I am. I can feel the glass of covered windows vibrate against my cheek, and there are voices. Why, why do the ghosts always have voices? I'm the only one who can hear them. What does it matter when they can't even speak to each other? What do they want me to say? My, my family is staring at me. They're waiting for me to answer the door, but I haven't vacuumed yet. There's still dirt on the floor, ground into the carpet and tracked through the kitchen. He should never have walked in without taking his shoes off. My son knows better than that, but he did, and that's what children do. If the knocking isn't the ghosts, it's a, if it's a neighbor instead, then I can't entertain. There's not enough food in the fridge, and even the milk has gone bad. I, I can hear Karen's voice rattling around in my head like some broken children's toy, screaming that the food is rotting and I smile even though she doesn't smile back. She's angry at me. I can't blame her. It's my fault. I should never have told her about the ghosts. Now it's all she can think about and all she'll ever think about again. The ghosts are like that. My nerves jump and I whirl when I see one pass behind me in the reflection, but there's nothing there. They are real, though. I'd swear to it. I'd swear it on my life. On theirs, the ghosts are real. You just have to open your eyes. You just have to listen, and in time you'll see them and know that they're everywhere. The glass is rattling against my cheek again. I can hear my family begin to cry even though my ears aren't working well. I did what I had to do, of course, and though there were side effects, I knew it had been for the best. I thought it had stopped their voices. I thought they'd never find me if I couldn't hear them because then I'd never have a reason to scream. I, I was wrong, of course. They, 
they can always find you. I don't care about that, though. I care about my family. Everything I've done is for my family. They want me to answer the door. I, I can't. I, I can't. What if it's a trick? What if, what if they've tricked me again? It's always the ghosts in the end. The pounding pounds harder and my teeth rattle against the beating of the door. The voices keep coming, my daughter cries harder, and in that moment, this moment of pure panic and fear, I throw open the door and stand there like saints in the beam of light that follows. There's a woman there, and it's my wife. No, 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 of course it's not. My, my, my wife has brown hair. No, blonde. I, I roll my eyes and crane my head around the door. Red hair. Of course it's red hair. How could I forget? Who are you? I ask, squinting into the sun, waiting for the claws to reach out, waiting for them to pull me to hell. Hank? He says. Who? I ask and then I kick myself. I'm Hank. Friends call me Henry. I live on 523 East Starbor Avenue, of course, of course, of course. I, I can hear the ghosts and they're, and they're laughing at me. Hank? Yes. Sorry, and you are? She tilts her head, it's unconscious. She thinks I'm crazy, but they all do, so I let the tilt pass me by, even though I shiver at the chill of breath breathing down my neck. I turn, but there's no one there. Of course there isn't there. There never is, not for anybody but me. Hank, are you feeling all right, she asks. Of course. Yes, I'm always all right, I say, and my jaw begins to twitch, though I haven't any idea why. I lean against the doorframe for stability. She was so small, my wife. No, not, no, not my wife. The woman in the doorway wasn't my wife. I'm sorry. Who are you? Janet, from across the street. Our kids were supposed to have a playdate today, she says slowly. Are you all right, Hank? Why, why are you wearing bandages on your head? Oh, are you bleeding? Are you bleeding? I laugh because laughter is a medicine and I like the sound. Karen used to have the sweetest laugh. Has, has, not used to have. Why would I think that? I, I laugh some more, but more at myself than the neighbor I couldn't remember. I'm fine. Just an accident around the house. You know how those things can be. I say, but the look in her eye says that she doesn't. I flinch when the shadows behind her begin to move, and I know I should have cut the tree down. Is there anyone with you? I feel like there's someone with you. She cranes her head around. She stares at the orange tree, at its glistening fruit. They grow in the front yard and the back. She has dark hair, and there are shadows in every strand. No, Hank, it's just me, she says. Is Karen around? I, I feel like I should talk to Karen. Yeah, sure, she's in the garden, I say, but then I smile and shake my head. I've been so forgetful lately, and the muscles in my throat clench in irritation. No, 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 she's, she's in the living room. I'm sorry, I just saw her. Can I talk to her? My eyes find it hard to focus. There's something moving in the bright light of the lawn. Of course, I say, but only you. I'm the only one here, Hank. It'll be fine. I'll just come in for a moment and then I'll leave. 
he said, and she holds up her hands as if I'm a criminal she needs to appease as she slips past me. I'm not. I never have been. I'm a good man. I love my family. I let her in and close the door quickly behind her before the shadows can follow. I think I can hear them scream as it slams shut, and I smile when I lean my head against it. She looks back at me, but I shrug that off too. There's a pressure in my back as if someone is holding a gun to me. I think he's here. He's following me even though I can't see him. He's listening even though I have nothing to say. They're in the living room. It's fine, I say, and she walks in deeper now. I don't mind her. I, I don't remember her, but she might make my family laugh. I crane my head to listen and scrub my foot over the blood that drips from the bandages and down to the floor. Drip, drip, drip. How odd that I should be able to hear that and none of the laughter. There's no one here, Hank, she says from out of sight. Why do, why, why do I feel fear? What source is there for panic when we're safe? Unless they got in. I felt my eyes widen in horror. They, they must have gotten in, they must have. Was that the sound of feet upstairs, or are they in the walls? It's, it's always the vents in the movies. I should have blocked the vents, but I didn't know how. My breath starts rushing in and out, in and out, and I follow the sound of her voice into the living room. She's standing there, staring at me. Her hands are clenched in the hem of her summer dress, and her back is turned to the far wall. I laugh and smile because it's all right. They're there, they're right behind her. My wife, my, my children, their beautiful red hair and smiles. That, that's funny, I, I thought they were blonde, but it's no matter. They'll, they'll always be beautiful to me. They're right there, I say. They're behind you, and I laugh, but not too much. I don't want her to feel silly. She seems like a nice woman. Once she meets my family, I think they'll all get along just fine. Why? Why is there a stranger in my home? She turns in a slow circle, so slowly that it's as if she doesn't want to take her eyes off me. She does, though. She completes it as if she's a broken ballerina and her gaze bounces off my family at home on the couch. How, how could she miss them? They look so beautiful, my wife, my children. They're reclining there, watching us, their eyes wide because they probably don't recognize this stranger either. What's your name again? I ask, and I hold out my hands. This is my family. If they don't say anything, it's only because they're shy. Hank, you're scaring me. Don't be scared, I say. I'm just not used to strangers. She takes one step back, slowly balancing on the ball of her foot as if she's a sprinter about to run. Hank, I need you to listen to me very carefully. Have you taken your meds or are you medicated right now? She asks and her eyes dart. Maybe she can see the shadows too. Maybe she also knows how they move, but medication? But what medication? How does she know I had medication? Is that what started everything? Is that why I can see the monsters? Of, of course I am, I say, even though it's a lie. She needs to calm down. I can see the panic in her eyes, and that's never helped anyone. 
It doesn't solve problems. My father said that when I was younger. If, if, if I had a father, that is, because I, I truly can't remember. I close my eyes to help me see, but there's no one there. Maybe, maybe I heard it in a movie somewhere. Perhaps it had been on the back of a cereal box. I, I wonder if I ever had a father at all and if he would know what to do if he were me. Women are so fickle. They're, they're so odd. Okay, says the woman, and she says it as a lie. She's holding her arms tight to her now as if there's a cold breeze. It's what shadows might do, just like they fold in on themselves and disappear into the night, and a shiver rocks my spine as I step away and once more feel that slight pressure in my back. I just want to talk to your family, Hank. That's all. Then I'll leave. She's a shadow. I, I can see it now. What else could she be? Why else would she want them so badly? My eyes narrow as I search for a clue and something, anything to prove myself right, even though I haven't the faintest idea what to do. I see it move with her, following her through the living room and past my loving family. She walks rigidly, painfully, and I wonder if perhaps she has a gun pointed at her too. How odd that the monsters we can't see have guns. Oh, how terribly odd. They are... I rack my brain. Where are they? They're, they're in the living room. My gaze darts back, but they're gone. They're gone, but they shouldn't be. My beautiful family with their yellow hair, now red. Where are they? Did she take them? If, if she's with the shadows and the demons who hound at my door, maybe she did. A ripple of terrible fear racks my body. Perhaps she doesn't know where they are yet, and, sh and she's waiting for me to lead her to them. Hank, where is your wife? She says. Still scared, but there was anger now too. Anger just like the shadows always use. The fear was nothing. I could handle that. And I have so many times before. Even when our children would look at me and my wife would usher them into a room and lock the door. It wasn't my fault. It really wasn't. It was always the shadows. The shadows they couldn't see and their effect on me. The pressure prods at my back, and something tells me to say the garden. We don't have a garden. We live in an apartment, although we're looking at buying our first house on... on... We're looking at buying our first house. I'll have to ask her about it. She might remember because I do not. She won't mind, really. She's used to it, and we used to laugh about the fact that I was marrying up. Used to? Why, why did I think that? Not used to. Still, she still laughs at it, and I can almost hear her now, and the sound causes me to cock my head and smile. Trees, I say. What? Says the woman who's walking down the hall. How did she get here? What is she looking for? Trees. Our new house. We're getting one, and it has something to do with trees, I say. There's so much promise in our family. So much future. Karen loves this house, Hank, said the woman. She was right, of course. Karen loved this house, but she shouldn't know that. Strangers shouldn't know what was said between us, not in the privacy of our own home, with its ancient beams and hailstone-riddled roof. I watch the woman walk through the house, and she almost seems to move backwards. 
It might be caution, that's all, but there's something more to it, and every now and then she turns just right and her face flickers. No, her, her face doesn't flicker, her shadow does. It lilts and totters one way through the hall while she moves another, her eyes searching and her voice rattles just as indecisively as she hunts my family. Because that's what she's doing, isn't it? It, it must be, there's, there's no other reason. Why else would she sneak into my home? Why would she want them so? Fear ratchets my body ramrod straight because there's a woman standing before me and I have no idea who she is. I try to breathe, but I can't. My tongue is stuck to the roof of a mouth run dry by fear and I want to scream at the shadow and the woman to leave, to leave my apartment, but then she'll know I know and my wife will be in danger. I don't want anything to happen to Karen, not when we want to start a family someday. So I take a step forward and stop when she turns back to me. She's breathing heavily, but that's alright. I am too. She's probably trying to be just like me because she wants to look human, but she doesn't know that I understand. I shake my head because there's a strange woman in the house and I check the keys on my belt. How did, how did she get in? I haven't had a visitor in ages. I, my name is Hank, I say, and then she runs. She doesn't run away like I think she will and like all shadows always did, the cowards. She runs straight for me and for the door right behind me. If she gets out, if she gets free, she'll be free to come back at will. If she gets past me, she can hurt me. She can take my family just like she took my father and his father. And I wonder why I have to make this decision when I'm a child. No child should have to make a choice like this, but, but then I'm not a child. I'm not. I'm Hank. I don't live in an apartment. I live in a house. A home on... A home on something to do with trees. My name is Hank, and I live at 3252525252525. She'll hurt my family. I turn and tear the gun from the shadow's hands and the pressure at my back finally leaves. It's slippery. So slippery that I almost lose it as I swing around, but I don't and I can hear it whistling like birds in trees. Our arbor drive. I don't want to hurt her, just what's inside of her, so I swing it fast and swing it hard. Once she's asleep, I can roll her outside where she'll be burned away by the sun. After all, and I don't have to listen to Karen tell me that my nightmares aren't real. She'll see the proof and will be happy again. All I have to do is subdue the stranger in my home. I swing the gun by the barrel and it strikes the stranger as she rushes by with such force that the hammer sticks and... Walls that were once the color of eggshells are not that color any longer. My feet fall out from under me because that's not what was supposed to happen. Not like that, and I shiver in fear and horror that the gun wasn't a gun, but a true hammer that was now lodged deep in the twitching home for shadows. It sticks there, and eventually one became as still as the other because she shouldn't have been there. She shouldn't have come, she was just a shadow. She was a shadow, and the shadows hurt my Karen. No, 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 no. 
They might hurt her. Karen is fine. She's always been fine. I pull the hammer from the monster's head even though it takes several attempts and then I stumble into the living room because Karen is there and she'll understand even though the children will cry. We have children, after all, don't we? Of course we do, silly. And they love you because you're their father and they'd never, ever betray you. And my feet drag on the floor and slip through crimson blood. There's no one in the living room. There is no one in the den. They must be. There's panic rising in my heart. I, I can feel it racing again and again as I look back at the body of the shadow. And for a moment I worry that it might be her. It might be my Karen because shadows can play tricks and make you see something that isn't there. But it's not. It's a, it's a woman I've never seen before. And I wonder how she got into my home. I stumble from room to room in this unfamiliar house. It seems never-ending with its flights of stairs and bedrooms that are cesspools of darkness and I haven't the strength to turn on the light. I cry out for them, Karen, Karen and the kids, because we have kids now and we're so very proud of them and who they might be, but they're not here. They're not in their rooms and the bathrooms are even darker than those. I can almost hear the water running, but it's not. It's just an echo in my mind like a spider that crawled under the bandages while I slept. Sometimes it, it sounds like Karen. Sometimes it sounds like the shadows. She's in the garden. I wonder if that's the spider talking. She does love her garden. The, the sun is shining when I step into the light and it burns like an angry god even though the dirt is still so freshly packed. It's easy to flinch from such rage, so I do, and I see what the god sees and what makes the spider and the shadows laugh. None of her plants are growing. For all of Karen's love of gardening and flowers and tomatoes, there's nothing there but dirt and dirt and dirt. Birds are no longer singing. The wind has stopped moving. There is only the sun and the three mounds and me. My name is Hank, and I have a hammer in my hand. I can almost hear them, then. I can almost hear their cries that sound like laughter and their eyes that look so much like... Like who? I, I laugh at the memory of a nightmare from long ago and how silly things are these days. Just like Karen would laugh. I scratch at the bandages around my head and I giggle because I haven't any ears. How odd. How, how odd. Karen. The sun flickers and clouds cause shadows to scatter across the garden where things are buried and I wonder if they need to be watered. They should be, of course, or else Karen will be mad whenever she comes back, so I turn on the hose and let the water run over the dirt and grass that is colored red so much like the red hair of my blonde-headed children. It is only then that the sun moves again, or, or maybe the clouds do, but they move quickly and sharply and I feel a shadow's grasp on my hand even though there's nothing there. My heart is pounding. Thud. 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 Over and over again like a hammer strike. I stumble inside and scream at a body that lies not far from the front door. 
I gasp and slip and dive into the bathroom that's so close to a poor woman I've never seen before. The shadows say they must have gotten her too. And I keep a hammer held tightly in my hand. Even though I know what light must mean, there's too much darkness, too much fear, and once I slam the bathroom door behind me, my hands fumble with the switch until I'm bathed in light and laugh at the man in the mirror. I laugh with joy at how silly I've been. I laugh at how my family will laugh about all these honest mistakes. I laugh and I laugh and I laugh. The sound dies in my throat because I see my face move. There, there in the reflection just past the eyebrow in that spot below the eye. I try to lie and say that it's a twi twitch, something nervous I picked up because I haven't the nerve to ask Karen to marry me. Why would she? She has so many better prospects. She'll never live with me. She'll never marry me. My house is four feet wide and has a shower in its only room. It's so small, so very small, and I flinch in horror when the shadow brings me back. It moves under my skin. I can see it. It snakes past my eye and up my temple and writhes like a worm through the whites of my eyes. It's there. It's me. I don't remember my name, and I live in a room just large enough for one body. An image of dirt flashes in my mind, and I feel a barely restrained rage, even though I don't know why, and my hand tightens on a hammer I didn't know I held. All I see is the monster that crawls beneath my skin, the one that must have snuck in during the night, or when the lights flickered on, even though I told the children not to turn on the lamp. I, I told them. I warned them. They brought it upon themselves. Oh, Karen. Oh, Karen, what have I done? I stare at the man in the mirror, the monster, the creature in the shadow, and I swing the hammer. This, this time for me. Once. Twice. Three times. Each time the movements get harder and my arm gets slower. The man in the mirror doesn't look like me anymore. He's bathed in crimson glow and he's no longer smiling as the hammer chases the winding creature. For his mouth is hanging slack. So slack that he can't grin or laugh and teeth fall with small taps on the porcelain sink. I swing again and I see the whiteness of bone and the home of all that is wrong. I can hear Karen laughing. There are pieces falling from my face that shouldn't fall. My name is... My name. I don't know where I am, and my arm is heavy, weighed down in a silence broken only by blood running free. The man in crimson dripping mirrors has a jaw that swings like a pendulum now, and I almost wish it were all a dream. I, I almost wish it was all a dream. Instead, I laugh, and I choke, and I swing the hammer one more time.